Welcome to the Real Talk Weekly Podcast, where we discuss news, culture, life, and dive into deep conversations about our faith. Here's your host, Alan Reed. All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody, to the Real Talk Podcast. Sans David. Yeah, David's mm-hmm. sick. David's sick today. We got a great lineup for you. We're going to be talking about Elf on the Shelf. And uh, we have a secret mm-hmm. dish from mm-hmm. Allie. I think she's going to uh, so all my dishes test are. our knowledge. <laughs> secret dishes. my husband would say. All I have to say is I'm going to win whatever it is. It's going to be James <laughs> against myself. David won't be here, so. Otherwise, David would after win. After 50. Yeah, otherwise he would win. <laughs> so 50, true. 50. And uh, for the deep dish, we got a fun, I say a fun controversy. You know, we as pastors like to talk fun. about stuff. It'll be interesting. It's I know interesting. you two are, da- you guys are a little nervous about this, yeah, but I'm we're going to talk about Matt Chandler and Johnny Hunt and uh, pastor restoration and what that looks like and uh, what does a healthy restoration look like. So everyone's going to have an opinion and you guys are going to have an opinion. We want to yes. hear that as well. But uh, anyways, we haven't really sat down and talked since Thanksgiving and yeah. now yeah. we're like headed right into Christmas. Yeah. So. So how about this? Let's talk about what uh, what do you have on your Christmas list, your wish list, that is either interesting or weird? What's something that you have on there that you can share with us? I always got a grin, so I want her to go ahead and go. Um, yours is a bigger grin. You can go first. <laughs> so No, after you. After you. <laughs> Age before beauty. That's you. That oh, wait. You. <laughs> Dang it. That's that you and still that's you. you. <laughs> oh, man, that bit me. Um, so... It's actually funny because my sister-in-law messaged my wife and said, why are these things on James's Amazon list? And my wife had to ask me, she's like, why are these on your Amazon list? I'm like, for fun. Yeah. I mean, like, why does everything in your Christmas list, 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 list have to be like socks and t-shirts? I mean, like, it you know, like we be. can have fun. We can still have fun as adults. Yeah. So I have two things on my Christmas list on Amazon that I actually really do want. They're for pranking, aren't they? One of them is and one yeah, of them is not. Yeah, I knew it. So, because see, somebody got me one of these. Because I always put things on my Amazon wish list that are things for me that are fun to do to other people. Mm-hmm. And a few years ago, I flamingoed people's yards. Right. Because somebody actually bought me the thing from my wish list, and it was the yard flamingos mm. that had little arms that flap. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I took, and it's like a package of a bunch of them. So I took them out and just you know randomly flamingoed my friend's yards here at church. And so, and most of them still to this day don't know it was me that did it, unless they nice. listen to this podcast. Yeah. So. Um, so one of those things is little rubber duckies. Yes, <laughs> and, this is for this prank. You've and, talked about it before. And yeah, and they're like these tiny little rubber duckies because I just think it'd be hilarious. I mean, they're like like little one inch duckies, and it's a it's a box of 150 of them. And it's only like 20 bucks. Now we know. Wow. And so I desperately want someone to get those for me because if they don't, I'll do it anyway. But because I just want to start rubber ducking people, and I just think it'd be fun to like you know go someplace and put a rubber ducky somewhere. All right, I'll know. I'll know and then the other thing is you know. kangaroo shoes. What? I want kangaroo shoes. What are those? So they're basically like these little oval looking solid spring things on the bottom of what look like rollerblade boots, but they allow you to like bounce when you walk Ooh. and you can like jump really high I've with seen them. Those. those look cool. Yeah. I'm actually afraid of those because I think I might hurt myself, but I still. So <laughs> I like still moon want shoes. Them. Moon shoes? Yeah, kind of. They were like, I don't know, intergalactic boots in the 90s. Yeah. Similar uh, kind of yeah. springs. Yeah. There's yeah. Springs. Essentially. Yeah. Similar. But kangaroo shoes. I just think they'd be fun. They would be fun. That actually sounds cool. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have anything as strange as that, but <laughs> I think I, I ask for normal things, mostly things I can't afford or things I just won't buy myself throughout the year. 
However, I did find a snack that I want to try, but mm-hmm. it's from Trader Joe's. We don't have one here. I know. That's, enough. That's a whole other topic. Alan, it makes me so sad. We can talk about that later. Actually, we have all Ashley's these. contacted Trader Joe's and requested one here. Okay, I need to do the same because they told me if enough people do it, then they'll bring it here. Yes, she but has done it. It's going to be a fight with Walmart. And Trader Joe's it. has really good okra. Well, that's yeah. not on my list. But like, what is on my list <laughs> yeah. is dark chocolate drizzled plantain chips. Mm, plantain? Yeah, I like their regular ones. It's a banana, essentially. It's a tiny banana. Okay. Um, but yeah. I'm I'm curious. I don't it does know. Sound good. It's it's like the only weird thing on my Christmas list. The rest of but it. You're is a dark chocolate. Let's person. ask let's yeah, ask for Trader chocolate. Joe's for Christmas. Okay, yeah, that's gonna be you the know top. What? And I don't get that excited every time we go to a city with Trader Joe's. Ashley wants to stop by there. Yeah, and they're all the same, but they but do have interesting food. They, they do, do. Have interesting stuff. and they have so many seasonal items. Yeah. So that's what's really fun, they and do. it's it's more affordable. I feel like yeah. I love a grocery store, though. If, if I'm on vacation, I like to visit other people's grocery stores. Very I don't nice. know why. Yeah, well, uh, I don't have a weird one, but that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, I'm not gonna. I don't have a Christmas list this year because I've already spent a oh. lot of money. Going back to what I always talk about, but. I have a new mountain bike sitting in my garage that I have yet to ride. <laughs> so, um, so the strange thing about my wish list is I don't have one this year. Yes. But I am so happy. So one Good. of these days I'll be riding. Again, so, so what is on Ashley's Christmas list is that you would ride the, the mountain bike you, bike have. you yes. spent money on. Good. Yes. Good. Absolutely. So I thought Which you were about to ask me what's on Ashley's wish list. Yikes. Like, what is on Ashley's wish list? Wish list. Wish list. She wish already list. got hers too. We've already got ours early. So, you both already know what you got? Yeah, we've already bought them. So, wow. and, and she requested this, uh, but she has a treadmill. It would be mm-hmm. weird if I just said, yeah, I'm getting her a treadmill. You know, yeah. that wouldn't no, sound that's too good. Yeah, I'm that glad sounds, you said that. I got her a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But she wanted a treadmill. And so, and there's a whole story behind that. The thing said that when I ordered it, it weighed like 225 pounds. And I'm like, all right, Carson and I can get that up the stairs. No problem. <laughs> the thing weighed 320 pounds. And uh, we almost died. Yeah, we almost died. It would it would have made a great, but you didn't. Great so. video That's of good. me like pushing it up with my shoulder, <clears throat> sliding it up the stairs. Maybe and, you need to use the treadmill, but walk on your hands so that you build those arm muscles. Yeah, mm, interesting. It, it, it was awful, but it's time for the dish. Anyways, let's get into our dishes here. I'm excited about them. Why don't we start with? Uh, let's go with something with a Christmas theme. Tell us a little bit about the Elf on the Shelf article you got there. Mum, because this is a story from the motherland of the British Isles, Mum created an elaborate Elf on the Shelf cover story after her toy mysteriously loses a limb. Mm. So this, you know, Elf on the Shelf is a big deal. A lot of families use it. And as I understand it, you know, because we don't do it because we don't have any kids. The idea is that the elf is always watching to keep you good. And if you're not good, it's going to tell Santa. Yes. And, so, it, and it moves. So, yeah, it moves night. and changes every day so that it looks like it's alive. So, really, it's kind of a creepy thing that parents do to make them think that this little doll is alive and that, you know, Santa I love it. is going to take away their toys if they're bad. But uh, so, and I know a lot of people do it and it's really funny. Uh, but this one, <laughs> apparently, the mom got an elf on a shelf and she, her, she'd only had it for a day is basically the way the story reads and it it lost a leg <laughs> and she couldn't How? find the leg like she could not find the leg I don't of this think elf that elf is going to think those kids uh, <laughs> they must make them yeah. different in England because 
Oh, it's it, all this thing, one piece. Well, this thing is not. So this, this the picture of. Um, <laughs> we need to post the picture. The, it, Poor it's, guy. Like the elf on the shelf that we've seen from our friends posting it here in the states is very different because it's all fabric yeah. and it's kind of cute. This elf on the shelf has a plastic head. Yeah. And it's not. It's kind of creepy looking. Yeah. And so, but basically, this woman's son. Um, <laughs> was like, he's only had it for 12 hours and he's already in love with it. And now it's missing a leg. What am I going to do? So she created this elaborate story of how the elf lost its leg, which included like a dinosaur attack. Oh my gosh. And there's pictures of her like with a toy dinosaur that she got from her kid's room with the elf's like mangled leg. I'm like, this is a terrifying That's story because now the kid's going to be afraid that his dinosaur toy is right. going to come and eat his leg off in the middle of the night. Right. But she said that she went to the friend's house because she swore that's where it probably lost its leg. They can't find it. And then what she's t- terrified about is that the leg will just randomly turn up one day. But now you've got a leg is- watching you in. And it's like, really. so then she's going to say, well, the dinosaur must have, you know, emptied it out. Out of That's its bowels, disgusting. but I'm like, she went to this <laughs> little Hershey's kisses like, there with it. Why not just go to the store and buy another just elf? Buy another elf. Just buy another elf. The, the child won't know. That is hilarious. But That's I mean, awesome. there's like a video that she's posted that shows like the elf. The stitching came undone. And the leg just fell out, and but she has no idea where the leg is. What would be super it is, funny it is if the kid off. has the leg. Yeah, mm-hmm. the kid ripped it off. The kid has yes. the leg, and then she's telling him this elaborate story. Oh, a dinosaur ate the leg, and the kids are like. <laughs> No, it didn't. I Some ripped it off. Little punk child. He doesn't <laughs> even believe that the elf is watching. Get gifts. That's the thing. Yeah. yeah. And what is the kid going to learn by getting gifts this year? So she yeah, she made a she made a whole backstory and like there's like, <laughs> it's so funny. I only wish you could see this. There's like these dinosaur toys and the elf is like being ripped apart between them. I'm like, okay, that's really terrifying mm-hmm. if, as a small child, but it's also really funny. It's like a real live Jurassic Park with an elf on a shelf. People are very invested in the elf. And on then the shelf. she took this must have been Legos when my kids weren't young. I don't know how old no. this is. Like, oh, this they is were here. Thing. They were here when your kids were little. Really? I had one. Really? I was too old to have one, but we thought it was cute. Yeah. And I have nieces and nephews. So. Yeah. But she then went and got her son's Legos and built a wheelchair for the elf. Oh, nice. that so is so the elf on the shelf sweet. has a wheelchair. That mm. is sweet. Mm. But it, the whole thing was just really funny to me. I'm like, she's she made this backstory to cover the fact that her kid's Elf on the Shelf lost a leg. That's a product Hilarious. I wish I made. Elf on the Shelf. No kidding. Yeah. Could be retired now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could get everything on your wish list. Yes. Without having to depend on someone else to do it. All right. Well, Allie's got, I don't even, I guess this is a You don't dish. even know. It's a dish. You don't it's even know. Trivial. I don't even know. I'll introduce it. Okay. What I have here is a quiz for you two mm-hmm. about the words, movies, and people Americans search for on Google in 2022. Oh. As we're getting ready to wrap up the year, I'm like, what did everybody Google. search for? You know, it was okay. a very controversial year. Lots yeah. of things going on in celebrity news, yeah. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got lots of different things going on in politics. And I feel like we were worked up about so many things. So mm-hmm. these answers could be very It's like we skewed. were trying to find things to be worked up oh, about. Oh, yeah. Alan, I feel like this is a trick. You yeah, will forget they, what happened this year. It's going to all be about these. like K-pop, which no. you know about. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> mountain biking, which you know K-pop, about. Yeah. We'll do, and, okay, so categories. We'll just do the top three. Okay. Our most popular searches overall. Okay. Most searched people. Most searched current events most searched movies and most searched definitions. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm here we go. Good. Not really. I'm... You want me to start with the easy one? Yes. Or do you want me to go? All right. 
most popular searches overall. Take your stab at what you think would be in the top three. And you just get a point if you get it right. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter if you get one, two, or three right. I'm just saying they don't have to be in order. You just have to get at least one of them. So most popular searches in general. Gosh, the top. Should is, I give you top five or should well, I give you top ten? Give, the, a, give us the top ten and we have to choose the top three. Can we do that? Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, because I mean, like, this is such a broad topic range that you can Google search for. Yeah, I know. I think that's what makes this quiz really fun. <laughs> um, well, do you want us? To, do you really want us to try to guess? Yeah, I really want you to just throw <clears throat> some out okay, there. So Look, I'll give you points if they're in the top five. However many you get in the top five, you get don't points Google. for. I'm you not, can't search. I'm not, All right. No, I was. I was. I, when you were making a list, I was going to write down what you're saying. Okay. So. Right, so um, uh, I want to say. And these are overall. All like, right? so if I said like Lizzo. Wrong. Oh, okay. Hunter Biden. Also wrong. COVID. Wrong. COVID. It's so. I know, but people that's are so 2020. 2020 uh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's an election year. Ukraine. Yes. Wrong. What? Guys, I'm telling you, it is mind boggling. The things we got so worked up and invested over. They're not even in the not top even five. On there. Or just people are just Googling stupid stuff. Stock market. No, you're out of guesses. Alan, you have one more. <laughs> um, something. Let's, okay, let me think of something that's not important. Something not important. Something not important. Gonna, yeah, that I would never Google. Um, people are going to be K-pop. Offended. No. Okay. Darn. In order, top five. You both played this game. Wordle. Yes. Alan, you were so close. You just didn't say it. Election results. <gasps> Betty White, James, oh, I am yeah. sad for you. Okay. Queen Elizabeth and Bob Saget. Top okay. five most popular searches overall. Wow. Right? That's crazy. You forget what happened this year. I did forget about yeah. Betty White and okay, Bob Saget. And here we go. Top five most searched people. Hunter Biden. No. <laughs> Bob Saget. No. <gasps> Betty White. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lizzo. No. One more guess for you. Two more for you. <laughs> Gee whiz. I'm awful at this because I don't care about. You guys know. Listen, two of these people. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, oh what, what Markle. Meghan Markle. And what's her husband's name? No. No. And also <laughs> Prince Harry. And we already said Joe Biden. Two of these people were in a massive court case this year. Oh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yes. But you already missed I was out of guesses. I was out of guesses. <laughs> See? Okay, here's another one. A celebrity okay. at an award show, Alan. Celebrity on an award show. Oh. Yes. Um, Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. That, give me that one. Okay, fine. Well, you fine. got it because one. you got the slap. I have one. Okay. Okay. I don't have any. Yeah, I don't think James oh. got any points. I don't have okay. any. I told you you are going to win. You, right. Actually, you told me you were going to win. Most searched current events. You guys can do this. Election. Yes. Ukraine. Yes. Hunter Biden. No. <laughs> really? Uh, border crisis. No. Uh, well, inflation. No. I feel like maybe these were my most searched. This is political? Uh, Harry Styles. Uh, events, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> One more guess for each of you. Let's see. Current events, right? Yeah. Like okay. Things that actually happened. 
<laughs> what happened in 2022. See, you forget most of the stuff. Uh, but I got one point, so now at least we're tied. Um, but we still have one guess You're each. missing one thing that's sad, um, one thing that is positive, depending on how you look at it, and another thing that is catastrophic. And I guess for the listeners, you can just decide which is which. <laughs> catastrophic. Why did my mind immediately go to that one? Because I think that's the easiest thing to try to remember. But what catastrophically happened in 2022? Five seconds. Five, four. Betty White. Three. No. Was there a flood? Two. No. Hurricane. Kinda. Yeah. See? Hurricane he he only had one guess and it was two guesses. If there was a flood because <laughs> of the hurricane. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth's passing. Oh, yeah. She Ukraine. Did die. Powerball numbers. What? And Hurricane Ian. There was a big Powerball. Yeah. Pay off a lot wow. of debt with that. Okay. But did you say Ukraine Powerball numbers? No, no, no. They would, I thought she too. said Ukraine no, Powerball sorry, numbers. Comma. They weren't having okay. Powerball Ukraine, numbers Ukraine, comma, Powerball. Okay. Sorry. We're horrible at this game. Okay. We're tied. Last one. Let's go to one, one. most search definitions. I can almost guarantee you will only get one of these, if that, correct. Most search definitions for this year. <laughs> yep. I'll give you two guesses each. <laughs> That's how much I believe in you. She doesn't believe in us. That's exactly what was the thing we searched for like a million times during one of our podcasts. It was like the, the ambrosia salad or Waldorf salad or whatever it was. (laughs) Frog eye salad. Frog eye salad because everybody wanted to know what it was. Um, We probably contributed to that one. (sighs) Whoever's editing this is going to have to edit out a lot. A lot of dead space and silence because we're like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, All right. Search definitions. Mm-hmm. Um, something to do with, with some medical something like crickets. Okay, crickets. one guess. Go. Five, four, three, two. Oh my gosh, any word will do here. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> A panda bear. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Uh, okay. We're horrible at this. Rupee. Oh, okay. Rupee? Yeah, as in like, like the, the money. money. The money. Yeah. Oligarch, which oh. I guess oh, is Russian like, oligarch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, cacao, which is like the cocoa <laughs> or like the. Uh, <laughs> Can you just please say that again? Homer in recession. Recession uh, was the only recession. one I thought you potentially. Homer. Yeah. Homer. Can you yeah, just say cacao? Cacao. <laughs> no, the way you said it. Cacao. <laughs> That's how what you said it. Cacao? What is What is that? I think it's a bean. I think it's a cow, but someone with a stutter said it. No, it's a bean, I believe, or like a plant, and it's used in a lot of like body lotions wow. and stuff. We failed. We that was we tied. Not, that was not entertaining. Neither of us that won. Was not entertaining. It was entertaining, it was entertaining for, for me. Yeah. yeah, you guys are the and worst. Probably for our listeners who are like, you, you need to Google so more stupid. this year. I think David would have done well on this. But isn't it He's, fascinating how much you forget? Yeah, like we got is. so worked up about so many things, and they weren't even searching. They're Google. not even. Nobody else is that looking for them. That means that they're not important. That's right. That's exactly what that means. All right. It's the deep dish. Now we're on to something more serious. Yeah, something important. Okay. And so not searched for. Recently. Oh, we, I bet there's people that search yeah, for this that's stuff. Right. Yeah. So this isn't going to matter to a lot of people. Well, actually, I think it will. If you have not grown up in church, you probably heard stories. You know, it's in the news all the time of a fallen pastor. Uh, we've had sex abuse cases and issues within our own denomination. I know that happened, what was it, maybe five, seven years ago with the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So here we have two uh, 
predominant pastors within our circle of uh, whether it's Southern Baptist or close to it. Uh, Matt Chandler, is he? He's Southern Baptist, right? I think technically uh, they are. Non-denominated. I think they're SBC. Anyways, um, where both of them had to step away from their position for a period of time, and they've both been restored. So uh, let me give you a quick overview. Uh, Johnny Hunt, uh, credible pastor, been in leadership for a long time, definitely a leader within the Southern Baptist Convention. And, um, you know, we'll let you guys go and research the details on it, but in simple terms, a, se- a sexual interaction between uh, he and um, someone who that wasn't his spouse, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was concealed for a period of time, and uh, the woman came out later uh, about it. And um, anyways, he thinks it was consensual. She doesn't think it was consensual. And they had a, uh, a third party come in and determine that it was not consensual. So... Uh, he was restored after six months within that. And so just from outside looking in, you're just thinking, wow, here's another pastor who had sexual relations, did something inappropriate. You know, we were held to a high standard. He fell short. And within a six-month period, he's being restored. So no matter how you look at it, whichever side you're on with that one, if you know the details of it, it doesn't look good at right. all. And there's some concern there. The other one's Matt Chandler. And uh, with his situation, he had a friendship with a woman, uh, and that's to our knowledge. He mm-hmm. had a friendship with a woman. It wasn't sexual in any way. Neither one of them claimed that it was, but very, very um, frequent and very familiar, comfortable conversations between them on, I think it was on Facebook, like direct messaging one mm-hmm. another. Instagram. Some joke. Instagram. Okay. Yeah, Instagram, Instagram. Joking around, stuff like that. And... Um, Evidently, maybe uh, a friend of the woman confronted Matt one Sunday. He went directly to his elders, which I commend him for. And uh, from what I understand, there was nothing beyond that, which is, it is concerning if, mm-hmm. uh, if a pastor is being, has a close relationship with someone of the opposite sex and it appears to be way too familiar, mm-hmm. crosses some boundaries there. And so, um, so he went uh, with that uh, that situation to the elders, and later they all decided that it would be good for him to step away because maybe because of stress and everything going on, he he was not showing wisdom, and he recognized that his wife uh, was uh, knew about their the friendship and everything. Anyways, it it doesn't seem like it has the same. The, ba- the same boundaries weren't crossed. It right. seems right. to be a little bit more nuanced in that way. But he came back after three months, and the article uh, that we'll post that goes along with this is Matt Chandler receives standing ovation upon return to the pulpit. And some people just think, really? Standing ovation for, for maybe an inappropriate friendship with somebody? And so... Anyways, uh, I wanted to talk about this probably more than you guys did because I think it's really important in an age. You just look at uh, what we've gone through over the last several years uh, where accusations, whether it's politically, whether it's just, um, um, what would you call it, Uh, politically correct, uh, you know, everyone's kind of very concerned with how do we speak and, and what do we say, when do we cross the line, when do we not cross the line. And I just think we're living in a season where there is a lack of forgiveness. We're not trying to understand someone uh, on the other side of the aisle, whether it's 
uh, politically, uh, religious, whatever it is. And um, I just think we have an opportunity as a church to show healthy examples of forgiveness and restoration mm-hmm. uh, in a day and age where that is not being shown. And sometimes it's Christians not being very, you know, charitable to mm-hmm. people on the opposite side. Uh, and then it's, we see that in political realm as well. And mm-hmm. so, so my first question to you guys, you know, as familiar as you are with these two situations, and it may not be that familiar, but just upon reading the articles, how do you feel about these two examples of restoration? What are you comfortable with? What's unsettling? Do you think there are good examples or bad examples of restoration? This one's hard for me. Um, and I have the personality where like, I want to see every message sent, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I want to see everything so I can really decide for myself. Um, I know there's even been a lot of, um, I'm going to say false information in the way that media has shared both of these stories. Um, just like different headlines that are kind of bait click headlines, but that's not accurate information. And, you know, and so even the journalism hasn't been thorough, I would say for either of these stories. I think that there's a lot of people who would love to see, you know, conservative evangelical Christianity have a black eye. Oh, for yes. sure. For and sure. and yeah. in, in, in some way, yeah, this is a black eye, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, I just, yeah. It's hard because I, there's a consequence for every action, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we know the consequence for sin um, mm-hmm. is a big deal. And especially like you are called to a higher standard as a pastor. Um, I, have some trouble with the way that probably the congregation dealt with Matt Chandler returning. Um, you know, the standing ovation seemed a little much for me, but I'm also thinking, you know, if that happened to a pastor that I loved and just really, really cared for and trusted their leadership, I would be over the top thrilled that I felt like they had been restored. Um, and I have to put it into my own perspective of like, do I feel the same way about somebody who doesn't work in the church? So if there's a politician who has kind of a messed up or is paying the consequences of their actions, do I feel the same excitement for them being restored as I do for a pastor? And that's probably a, a gut check for me because I don't know that I can say that. Mm-hmm. So I probably put a little more emphasis on a pastor being restored as well. Um, and so I don't know. It's just, it's this hard. is one I feel like I just go around in circles and yeah, I have, for sure. I don't end on anything. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. You said, Allie, the, the media not covering it well, like we get those of us that, have, that are in Southern Baptist churches, especially, or maybe those of you that are out to get Southern Baptist churches. Um, <clears throat> you know, earlier this year, I think this was 2022, right? We were talking about what we forgot. The report came out about all the allegations that had happened and the yeah. and the third party investigation that the SBC launched into things. And, yeah. you know, there's all these things that popped up in a report and the news media covered it because it was such a big deal. And the, a couple of things about that, like, the SBC voluntarily had the investigation conducted by a third party and, mm-hmm. and because they wanted to know, you know, powers that be wanted to know what was going on. But the thing that got reported was all this stuff that happened. And a lot of it was either inaccurate and out of date, out of date. It was merely a potential accusation, but the media was reporting it as, Oh, there were this many things that happened. And it's like, well, that's not true. Right. Mm-hmm. Not exactly you know, true. and there were a lot of things that were included in those numbers to inflate the numbers. And I say inflate, maybe it sounds like a accusatory word, but there were a lot of things which inflated those numbers that didn't even have to do with SBC churches organizations mm-hmm. that got lumped into it. 
And so, you know, but looking at these two stories, and I'll admit I was apprehensive to talk about this just because of the reality and, and, uh, my boss is currently going through a book with someone and we were just talking about this about, you know, there's not, there's not an option for candor when it comes to staff members, pastors in a church, because you can't, you know, there's this culture that's built, whether we like it or not, the reality is it's true. There's this culture that's built that we can't have a forum where we can discuss the things that we're struggling with, where we can be honest about the temptations that we face and all those things. And, we as church workers, as pastors have a target painted on our back because the enemy desperately wants to take us out. Mm-hmm. It's not just the people in the world that want to see the church right. get a black eye. There is yeah. a legitimate spiritual war going on yeah. where the enemy wants to take us out. And so yeah. we have a target painted on our backs, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the reality is anybody that is a believer that is out there trying to share the gospel that is out there. You don't have to work for a church. Mm-hmm. You can be an incredibly solid believer that goes and works at Walmart and if you are trying to do what the Lord wants, you have a target painted on your back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so we're so quick in church to dismiss, to disparage, to, you know, say, oh, you messed up. You're out, you know, mm-hmm. and it's <clears throat> so for me, the stories are on one side great because as a person who's been in ministry for a long time now, excuse me. And as a person who has a lot of friends in ministry, just by the nature of that ranging anywhere from a custodian all the way to a senior pastor, you know, we've seen a lot of these accusations that have occurred this year. And we've seen a lot of people whose character and integrity was just obliterated because of what, what had occurred. And I'm not, I am not justifying or defending anyone's actions. Okay. Um, but as a person who's in ministry and with a lot of friends in ministry and a staff that I work on of people that are in ministry, I would absolutely hope that if a mistake was made, it wouldn't permanently disqualify someone from being able to serve, yeah. you know, and I know that there's different varying consequences related to whatever might've happened, but I hope that restoration can happen. Restoration mm-hmm. is biblical yeah. mm-hmm. and I hope that it can happen. I think these two stories, you know, Alan, that you sent us have very polar opposite outcomes, you right. know, on on the Johnny Hunt side of things, you know, the article reads that there was a credible accusation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you've studied it, you know it, you know, what's there. We're not going to talk about that. But then the way he was restored was, Hey, I've got these buddies of mine that are going to gather around me and then, Hey, magically I'm restored. Yay. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and there's not transparency there. Yeah. And so that one kind of disturbs me. And it was also somewhat hidden. Yes. You know, it wasn't like uh, it came to the surface you know, it was because of the accusation from the woman. Right. That yeah. came out. He didn't bring it to the surface. You know, and I and think that's a really big key yes. in a lot of this. And yeah. like with Chandler, <laughs> there's so much bizarre about his whole scenario because it's like he had a friendship with a woman mm-hmm. and he didn't think there's anything wrong with it. She didn't think there's anything wrong with it. His wife didn't. Yeah, Her husband wife, didn't. Yeah. Nobody did except for a bystander over here. And it's like, uh, well, what, you know, but kudos to Matt for saying, Hey, you know what, Mm -hmm. if there's question, I'm absolutely going to submit to you because you are the authority over me. How many pastors, even though they say, Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I report to this board or this, the chairman of the deacons or personnel really don't, you know, and they're not actually going to do what comes up, but kudos to Chandler. But you're right. It's kind of like, a standing ovation upon returning. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, we gave our pastor a standing ovation at his 20th anniversary. Yeah. Is it, is it different? 
So what I you, think. What do you mean? Is, well, I mean, like the idea of giving the pastor standing ovation. I know that in this case, it was because he had returned to the pulpit after being gone yeah. for a while over something, yeah. you know, but th- we don't really know details about. But it's like to to applaud a pastor for right. the work that they've done for so long. I mean, he's been at. He's been at Village oh, Church you. for 20 this years. This was 20 years. I got yeah, you. Yeah, he'd been yeah. at Village Church for 20 years. Yes. So it was like in the same time frame. Well, we gave our pastor a standing ovation out of encouragement and pride and thankfulness for his service. Is it, is, did they do the same thing? You know, mm-hmm. right. is that what it was about? And it just the emotional return of it and, is and what caused what it. here's what makes it complicated is like you have, because, you know, you can watch, you can watch their services online you have an outside audience watching mm-hmm. a church family go yes. through a process uh, without us going through the process. And, you know, it's, it wasn't like the clapping, the standing, the, the standing ovation was choreographed. You know, right. I, I can imagine like, how do you communicate from an audience to someone on stage that we love you? And yeah. we right. you probably would clap as in, we love you. We, we don't think you're perfect. You you messed up, but we love you. Mm-hmm. Somebody stands up. up there, someone else stands up. You know how yeah, it is it's in, in church? Reaction. In church, <laughs> it's like, oh, no, we got to stand up again because yeah. so-and-so just stood up in front of me. See, yeah. I'm that honorary person that whenever. <laughs> like, we asked after yeah. our meeting on so, Wednesday, and, our pa- and Mark you know leads us in worship, and he goes, all right, can you please stand? And I'm like, I'm eating my yogurt. I don't want to stand up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can just imagine human nature is... A standing ovation can mean a lot of different things. And from an outside person looking in, it's like, here's this congregation giving a standing ovation because this guy came clean on an inappropriate relationship yeah. that we don't, we're not even really privy of knowing the details on. Right. And so well, I think and we I'm can like, be With everything that's published with Matt, I don't even know that there was anything inappropriate yeah. about it. I think that I think that probably, I mean, I know for Ashley and I, and I know for everyone that I give counseling to, that... Me as a, a guy and any guy, you shouldn't have a best friend or a close friend that's a girl. And a girl, a, a wife, you shouldn't have a close friend that's a guy. You shouldn't. I, I had a, a couple that I, I say I was counseling. Yeah, I was counseling them. And, um, and the wife had a best friend who was a guy. And they would go to Denver and go to soccer games, watch soccer matches. And I just asked the husband uh, when we were just talking one-on-one, how do you feel about that? He goes, well, I think it's fine. I just said, dude, you're playing with fire. Yeah. Y'all are playing with fire. And that couple left the church like within a week or two of me making that comment. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm. And uh, And see, I disagree a little bit. I think you can have friends. I just think you have to make sure there are set boundaries. Yeah. Does that like make sense? Not, like not going and hanging out right, together. Right, right, right. You don't go places alone. You don't you don't do things like that. You don't have super private yes. conversations. Yeah. You know, it's like so I've got a friend from our from the church we came from who is a colleague, a professional colleague. Um, but we're 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 great friends. Like we bounce ideas off of each other professionally, yeah. we encourage one another kind of a thing. But one of the boundaries I have with my wife is every conversation my wife knows about. Yeah. You know, my wife is also yeah. incredibly great friends with this person. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's it's just a me and this person relationship. No, right. my wife is also incredibly good friends with this person. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, that's kind of one of the things that there's we have. Yeah, there. we have in our marriage is that yeah. there's not ever going to be a one sided friendship there. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. friends with me, you're friends with my wife. If you're friends with my wife, you're friends with me. Yeah. Sorry to all of Andrea's friends that don't want to be <laughs> friends with me. But. I think uh, Pastor West says this a lot too, but just if you don't put yourself in situations, if you don't prime yourself to be in those situations, they won't happen. Yeah. Right. And so, um, you have to working in the church and serving 
and really just serving the Lord, you have to think about those things. Mm -hmm. And it's sad, um, but our culture does not represent our faith. Those two are very different. And so, and I can see a lot of people just being like, this sounds like the oddest conversation in the world. Like, with right. not a, not understanding. Yes, yes, yeah. and I'm and that was the response. So I read a lot of the comment threads. A comment I can get lost in a comment thread, and then I'm all worked up and I want to fight yeah. people. And <laughs> and then um, you forget, and somebody asks yeah. you about it in a and Michael's trivia like, thing, and you're like, I don't. Can you please that. not? Because you're getting a little <laughs> irritated at me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're just too close, you know. But um, so a lot of people observed what happened at the village church, yeah. and exactly like you said, the standing ovation is like we're applauding a guy. Yeah. who potentially, allegedly, had an inappropriate relationship. And I guess there was always, conversation. Yeah, and there was yeah. always a chance he wasn't going to come back. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. from the outside looking in, that's where they thought he was going to end up, is not returning. And mm-hmm. so now yeah. it looks like, oh, oh, he's fine. Everything's healed. And so... But again, mm-hmm. it's that restoration process. I believe because we are believers, maybe we're one step ahead of the game and that we we know a lot of these keys to restoration. Yeah. Um, and if you are not a believer, you don't understand what the Bible says and, um, and you don't have a relationship with the Lord in which to be restored. And so I do feel like the restoration process can, can happen quicker, you know, maybe yeah. coming from the side of things. Yeah, but- and not that you can't, understand restoration as a non-believer, but right. I, I do think that we desire that maybe so much more like in marriage, you know, in marriages where, where someone's unfaithful, you know, as long as both parties are wanting that we want to see restoration, mm-hmm. we want to see forgiveness. We want to see uh, something broken, come back together again. Yeah. Right. Because that's what Christ has done for us. We right. are the ultimate sinner. We're the ultimate one that broke a relationship. We're the one that we were unfaithful. Uh, to God mm-hmm. who created us to love us, to have a relationship with us. And so, we, like you said, we have those examples. And so, so here we have it, it, it it's complicated and we have a, we, we are part of the crowd on the outside looking in. And so it's hard for us to, uh, to really have strong opinions when we don't know the details, but I do think we can safely say that with Johnny Hunt in that situation, it is different mm-hmm. than Matt Chandler's situation. Uh, we would hope that um, both pastors and both churches had real, real accountability that's been set up and real teams that are actually keeping engaging yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and trying to help that person heal. And, and what I don't know is, is does forgiveness always mean restoration? You know, Johnny Hunt mm-hmm. or a pastor can be forgiven by a church and maybe even not have to step away from serving that church, but do they go back into that senior pastor role? Or if they do, six months seems awfully quick for having a, a sexual relationship yeah. with another woman and not really coming clean with it. You know, I've heard some people just say, well, it was mutual. Well, it doesn't matter. He made a bad still, decision. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was, you know, he was, a, he was a part of that. And so therefore, you know, restoration to that role, I don't know. It, um, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard decision. Ali, you said something a minute ago about how our culture related to like restoration and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. One of my favorite passages um, is Galatians 6, and it, it talks about this. And like I've done lots and lots of things about Galatians 6 too, bear one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Like, But, you know, the passage before that, brethren, if any of you is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. 
and each and each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. This is that's in the Bible, right? So that has nothing to do with our current culture. It was a reality then too mm-hmm. that it's easy to get caught up in that, you know, when you're trying to help someone do whatever. But, you know, the fact of the matter is the verse I first read, which is Galatians 6 2, bear one another's burdens. That that statement alone has so much to unpack, right? Because bear one another's, not, hey, you who are perfect, bear the imperfect's burdens. Mm-hmm. You know, you who are imperfect, bear the imperfect's burdens. No, it, it basically states we're all going to deal with something at some point. Yeah. We're all going, because we're human, we're flawed, we're sinners. Sin entered the world, we have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so we have to bear one another. And and talk about a passage about restoration. You know, it, it is a biblical thing, but you're right, Alan. Like, there's so much with both of these two stories on the polar opposites. And you can even tell the writing on the one about uh, Johnny Hunt. That guy who wrote that article doesn't believe it. And he words it and phrases it that he doesn't believe it. Well, he, he thinks he thinks it's all a farce, right? And he even says that I've been that guy. Yeah, he's been that I've guy. Been, I've been in that process. And so it's like we have to, we have to err on the side of caution, but we also have to remember that you know, we are responsible for what happens in the church. We are responsible for what occurs. And if these men are restored, amen, fantastic, praise the Lord. If these men are not restored and we have turned a blind eye just to put them back in a position because of who they are and because right. of the the clout that they carry and the, the authority that they hold or whatever, their popularity or their name, then shame on us. You know, yeah. for allowing is, is, that. Is, is he, he quote, mm-hmm. is, is the pastor's restoration more important than the the woman who mm. uh, either confessed that we had an inappropriate relationship or no, he came on to me? It sounds like they have two different stories. Yeah. So she definitely mm-hmm. felt like that she was sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And the third party made the decision after looking into it that that's what happened. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to go with a third party in in the way that I feel right now. It's like I feel like that the the people that are involved in that process put his restoration before her before her, mm. and I and so I'm not comfortable yeah. with it. And that's yeah. just my opinion. I'm not stating this on behalf of First Baptist sure. Rogers. I'm just stating I'm not comfortable with that. And he can be forgiven. He can, uh, God can forgive him. The church can forgive him. But I think being restored to the position of pastor, of a mm-hmm. pastor at the church, I think it was a bad decision. And I don't think anyone, I don't, I don't think it's helpful for anyone. I don't even think it's helpful for Johnny Hunt, to be honest. Yeah. I don't think it's helpful for him. And, and, and it takes nothing away that he has been an incredible pastor, a great leader. He made a mistake. He's human, but it doesn't mean forgiveness doesn't mean restoration all the time. I agree. It just means forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so, and, and that, and you can take that into so many different areas, you know, to where if, uh, if a woman is, uh, either sexually assaulted or let's just say your colleagues at work and, uh, and, and a man, uh, either makes a, a sexual, encounter, you know, tries, try something on a woman. She can later forgive him, but she's not going to trust being around him alone. Right. Yeah. Right. That, and she's that not going to restore that relationship. Doing. You know, she's wise, you mm-hmm. know? And so, um, but we can forgive. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, and, and so that's where I fall on those two. And, and, and those of you listening, you may disagree. You may have more information that I don't, I don't pretend I know everything, but that's what I do know. And that's why I'm uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So, 
So my question, maybe in closing, our, our conversation is, you know, what does restoration look like if we as a church, let's just take the example of Johnny Hunt, okay? Mm-hmm. And that, that's the extreme. Let's take the extreme. What does restoration look like that's healthy and that's good for Johnny, for his, Johnny, for, for, for Dr. Hunt or for Johnny Hunt. We call him Johnny Hunt John, in, John. in Southern Baptist circles because yeah. we all feel like that we've, we've known him, we've heard him speak or whatever. So it's personal to a lot of us that respect what he's done. But, um, you know, what's, what's fair to him and healthy for him, for the church, for that woman and any mm-hmm. other potential woman that may have right. a story, right? Yeah. So what do you think, Allie? Well, one thing I'm trying to teach myself, um, because I have a lot of friends who are falling into this realm, is learning to be sensitive to those who have been hurt by the church. And I think a lot of church hurt can come from situations like this. And I think sometimes it's because the person is hurt by the way the church handled something. Mm -hmm. So I could even see this affecting his congregation People who weren't even involved, who don't have a close relationship with him, but are hurt watching things happen. And so, um, I, I think in terms of restoration for me, Mm -hmm. I think the correct thing would be for Johnny not to return to that position. Um, that is the consequence of a lot of actions in corporate America. You know, you do this, you lose your job and I'm Mm -hmm. sorry you don't get to come back. That doesn't mean you can't ever serve in ministry again. That doesn't mean you can't ever serve in whatever capacity, but just at this church, the healthiest move for us mm-hmm. is moving forward without you. Right. Um, and so I, for me, I think that's what should happen there. Um, I think also, again, you have to be sensitive to other people. So opening up honest and transparent conversation as a staff for anyone who wants to as a, you know, if you're a church member and you want to talk through like, what are we doing? I think you have to be very open as a yeah. church, how you're handling things. Right. It doesn't always seem fair because yeah. we live in such a, a light, you know, mm-hmm. that we have to right. share everything and things can't be confidential. It, it, but, and I almost would rather like, you know, some people are asking for, you know, the text messages, you know, and these aren't even people who are church members. Right. It's like this, this really is a family. I mean, a church is a family. It should be in house. The church probably should appoint, um, I don't know how, you know, eight, 10, 15 people that are responsible and maybe they're elected and they're the ones that may view these text messages yeah. and judge what's, you know what I mean? And yeah. then they give a report. Um, you know, something like that probably seems like more of a healthier when I yeah. think of the like Matt Chandler situation. And really, I think it's really in the news because they went above and beyond and wanting to be careful with this because of the potential one, it's already out. Yeah, it's already going to be an accusation thrown. So I think he did the right thing going to the elders yeah. and maybe even. It's just, it's, what do you call it? Chum out in the water to kind of attract yeah. sharks or fish for fishing. I just think it's just chum in the water for people who are like, oh, a juicy story, mm-hmm. another yeah. fallen pastor. And, uh, and I, and I can understand that. I mean, some mm-hmm. people who, um, maybe resent either Christianity or conservative Christianity. I get that. Yeah. And, uh, so this is probably something very interesting and, and hoping to see another person who thinks they're perfect, which none of us think, none we of us are. think we're perfect. No. Yeah. yeah. Things that are perfect is fallen, you know, fallen from grace, but. And I want to so, add, can I add one more yeah, thing? Yeah. So just for people listening, mm-hmm. we are very aware that there are a lot of pastors who 
um, will always stay in their role and things will never be brought to light and we'll put just as much faith in them. And we, they will never wear the target that Matt and Johnny and whomever else fall into this trap, their sins will stay hidden. Um, and I, I just feel like that's important to say too. Like we know that there are still people like who are going to serve, who just, those things aren't going to be taken up by the media and, and that, yeah. it's a shame. It, it won't be revealed on this side of eternity, exactly. but they will stand before God. Right. And, and that's, that's the one to fear. That's how we know we're not perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I hate, I hate to bring this part up because I know where we're at recording laws, although there's probably going to be at least 20 minutes of silence during that trivia game that we're going to edit out. <laughs> that's right. But so, you know, you asked the question, what does real restoration look like? And, mm-hmm. and that's such a hard question. Restoration was not something that I had really, really as a believer, as a staff member at a church ever really thought about. Um, to be honest, until I went to uh, an event and visited a church, a big church, and the guy that greeted us, because we went as, as visitors, right? So we got the full experience. His title was Pastor of Restoration. And I was like, mm. I'm curious what that means. you know. And he had, <clears throat> his role basically was to deal with people in the church, whether they were staff or not. Um, and when sin was confronted, his role was to walk beside them, to encourage them, to get them into whatever, um, the church I served at before, uh, one of the churches I served at before had dealt with this, had dealt with sexual sin from the pulpit and, uh, on more than one occasion actually. And so, um, the first time it happened, I was kind of new to the church. And so I was kind of like caught in the whirlwind of it, but it was, you know, I, I know from from the church's standpoint, just to, just to kind of give a little bit of a, a caveat here for not us not being too critical with mm-hmm. the churches themselves. The church I was at really thought they were doing the right thing by mm-hmm. keeping stuff quiet, not letting it become a public thing because they didn't want to destroy the church members, you know, ability yeah. to attend church, all this kind of stuff. Like all this stuff, it wasn't a public story. It became right. a public story because the quote unquote victim um, of the first thing went to the news mm-hmm. on purpose to try to get media attention, right. to try to make it a big deal and has since gone on to be a public speaker for abuse in the church, even though the legal court decided she wasn't actually a victim, but because of the agreement, yada, yada, yada. So, um, but the second time it happened, you know, kind of like trying to learn from the mistake, it was like, okay, this has occurred. We've got to make a public right away. We've got to be transparent. We've got to come out. We've got to say what's happened. And so, you know, the first time I wasn't really super involved in it, I remember being in the closed business meetings and all that kind of stuff where they revealed the investigatory evidence that said, this is how it's being determined. There's no guilt here in the form that is being accused. There's still guilt of sin, but not in the assault thing. Mm -hmm. But the second time it was definitely mutual, but it was, it was brought out. Well, that pastor obviously was terminated for what had happened. Um, And then for a number of years, he wasn't in ministry. You know, I I don't know what his life looked like. He became very private, very closed off. And then probably seven, eight years later, all of a sudden he's resurfacing to the public again. His demeanor had changed. His Mm -hmm. attitudes had changed where once he was kind of a, an arrogant, pompous, know-it-all tyrant of a pastor, you know, for lack of a better description, you know, but his demeanor had changed. He was now gentle. He was, you know, meek. He was Mm -hmm. kind. He was gracious. And, you know, watching that and and eventually he returned to a pulpit mm-hmm. you know and I, and I witnessed that I witnessed that from my perspective of having served in the church where his thing had happened and then watching what occurred in his life to a degree obviously because like yeah. I said there was a big chunk of there where it wasn't but I do know from people that were mutual friends with them that like 
him and his wife were going to counseling. They were doing all this stuff, you know, and, and they were, they were, there was, there was a process there. Yeah. Right. And then seeing the outcome at the other end years later and seeing him now in a pulpit and he's a different person, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, his attitude has changed, his that's demeanor awesome. has changed. And so to me, that's what restoration looks like. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that's a recipe for everyone's restoration. Right. But the fact that I can see that in this man's life, something has changed and that mm-hmm. he is different. Yep. Like there has been a work that has happened in him to make him a different person than who he was, yeah. you know, and as a senior pastor of a mega church, it's easy to end up in this place where you're kind of, you know, like we talked about, there's not really a, an avenue to share your struggles and you can almost become like this pinnacle peak person where you're out there on an Island by yourself and you don't have any encouragement. It's easy to become arrogant and to become prideful and to mm-hmm. think I can get whatever I want even if it's just a subconscious thought and end up in this situation. And, you know, and I think that's what happened at my last church. And yet, like I said, for me, that restoration is visible. Mm -hmm. It's evident. And I'll, and I'll be honest with you when it happened, when, when everything originally went down, I would have been the first person to tell you he should never serve in a church again. Mm-hmm. He should never search in a church again. He's a terrible human being. He's a terrible person. He's made terrible decisions. And this is just the, the icing on the cake. I mean, like that was, mm-hmm. that was my attitude of him. That yeah. was my perspective of him. And now like I've, I've learned that's not, that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, I was wrong for thinking that about him, but that's what restoration to me looks like. There has mm-hmm. been an evident change mm-hmm. in his life. And so in a sense we've, I've kind of seen, Again, the Matt Chandler thing is a little weird because there's not a lot of detail there. But like, yeah. I've seen both sides of the spectrum of what we've talked about today. Yeah. The mm-hmm. hey, we're going to get our group of buddies around and try to figure out how to how to protect how to protect <laughs> the pastor and the church and make this go away, right? right? Because the church thought that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then I've also seen the full transparency, man removed, and restoration happened. Yeah. I've seen both. Yeah. You know, and so to me, it's like restoration is knowing and understanding and seeing a change, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's hard for me to make a judgment about these two specific stories. I kind of tend to lean with you, you know, on, on the Johnny thing, mm-hmm. but on the Matt thing, I can't, I don't feel like yeah. I can make a judgment mm-hmm. because well, there's just not enough there. Yeah, we can't. You know? I mean, it's like, uh, these are two examples, but we're not there. We're not we're on not those it. teams. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're not in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I think every case is going to be unique. We can't say here's here's a list, boom, boom, boom. This right. is what it ought to look like because every case is is unique. But you do have to think about um, everyone involved, and and I definitely would think about, especially if there's a victims involved in in a situation where in one story there was a victim and the other one it doesn't. It's not very clear that there was a victim with the Chandler thing. But and that's the part that I'm that I'm with you and I'm with Ali on. Where's the victim in this? And I mean, I hate using the word victim, but the reality is the the information that came out said there yeah. clearly was a victim. Where's the victim in this? Does the victim... Who was the victim? The the victim in the Johnny Hunt case. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was the first thing I know. It's like, yeah. where is she at in this? You know, mm-hmm. And that's the part that isn't known. It's like, if she feels like things have been done right and restoration has happened, great. Yeah. You know, but, and again, her job's not restoration. Her job is... Forgiveness. Is forgiveness. Yeah, yeah. It's the church's role to whether do we, and what does restoration look like? You know, does it mean getting your role back? Everyone's good. Every, every situation is going to be unique, mm-hmm. but I do think that, and I don't think we're going to please everybody, you know, for those in the crowd that, you know, can get riled up and excited of 
you know, here's another, <laughs> here's another situation. I hope that guy gets everything he deserves. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you need to check your heart. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, every person that I meet where there's a broken relationship, I always pray and hope that there's room for restoration. Even when someone doesn't deserve it, there can be room. You know, I met with a couple, I had, you know, a young couple had been married for a year and, uh, and one of them wanted to no longer be in the relationship wow. and it was just heartbreaking. And I was just said, I've seen relationships that were so much more damaged than what you guys are dealing with. You guys are dealing with just basic, you know, stuff, but one did not want to be in that relationship anymore. Uh, where I've seen other ones where one side was totally unfaithful, totally hurt the other person. And by a, just a, sheer amazement and God's grace and grace from this person, their marriage was restored over mm-hmm. years. You know, it just doesn't happen like that. Forgiveness can happen quicker. Restoration and trust and all that mm-hmm. is built over built. time. And so, um, we can't it's forget beautiful. God's sovereignty in that too. You know, yeah. you made the comment, someone being restored, even if they don't deserve it, God has a plan mm-hmm. yeah. and ultimately he's in control. And so if someone is restored and we don't, think they should be because of whatever. I mean, maybe God's got a point behind allowing that to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's a, a reason why that is going to occur is because God's not done with that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and so it's just so hard. It's so tricky, yeah. you know, but the reality is it's something we deal with constantly, especially working in the church world mm-hmm. is the scrutiny and, and the microscope, yeah. you know, that we're under because yeah. of that. So, right. Cool. Well, we would love to hear your thoughts on this. I appreciate you guys giving your uh, your thoughts on it. By no means did we unpack everything in there. There's so many things that we could we could talk about, but we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to put uh, your comments in the chat. And uh, yeah, let's just pray. Let's pray for God's mercy uh, to be uh, be upon situations just like He forgave us the same mm-hmm. forgiveness He gave us. And if if you have a spirit of uh, where you're hoping that someone doesn't get that mercy, you really need to check your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, we need it. We should desire reconciliation in every broken relationship. Because, and, and you won't want what you deserve either. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah for sure. That's exactly. Kind of the end of the day. So thank you guys. Um, we Don't forget to like, subscribe, and, and buy share. the stuff off my Christmas list. And what? comment. <laughs> and buy me 150 little rubber duckies so I can prank people <laughs> around the office. <laughs> See y'all next week. Bye.